Cool. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us for episode 107 of Tattoo Collecting 101, right here on Reinventing the Tattoo. I can't do <laughs> I'll get to that one. Right here on Guy Hodgson's Reinventing the Tattoo. We boom out nearly every day, so check out the full schedule of events we got going on on ReinventingTheTattoo.com or right here on the YouTube channel. If you haven't joined us before, Reinventing the Tattoo is a community for tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and all those who are interested in the world of tattooing. We aim to educate and inspire one another to become better artists and create better artwork. So be sure to subscribe and share this with anyone you think might be interested. Real quick, just want to say thank you to our sponsors before we get into it. So thank you to World Tattoo Events, which has the largest, most comprehensive list of tattoo conventions going on in the world. To DLI's Pro, known as Dermalize Worldwide, which was designed by wound care specialists specifically for healing tattoos. So check it out. As well as Tattoo Now, technology for tattooers. The leading edge in professional development, management, and digital tools for tattooers of all levels. We also just want to say thank you to the Fireside Tattoo Network, as well as the Apprenticeship Diaries. And be sure to reach out if you want to sponsor or reach out to us at all at management at reinventingthetattoo.com. Nicely done. Thank you. Nicely done. Sorry, I was giving Kyle a hard time about uh, not giving us a monitoring screen so Ben could see what's going on. Fuck Kyle. It's okay. It's always an okay. excuse. So, I've been traveling. I went out to Jiminy Peak this week. How was it? Good. It was very good. Um, Way less running than last year. Yeah? Yeah, everything was all in like one central location. So, it wasn't like, okay... Here's a seminar, pack everything up, run across the mountain to the other side, <laughs> which is uphill the whole Duh. way. Yeah. Both ways. All six, uphill. Six feet of snow? No snow. Anybody leaves. on your back? All my equipment. Well, fair. All the equipment. So then I pack it up, bring it back. It was like literal running the whole time for me. So I like, not to complain. It was still fun. I still enjoyed myself. I well, yeah. still did all kinds of networking. That's where I met Medusa. That's where I met um, Renee. Nice. Um, like all kinds of cool people I met out there last year. So this year, like the whole group was there again, but everything was uh, a little bit more centralized. Last year, it was a um, a Paradise BYOB event. This year, it was a needle jig event. So all right. it was formatted just a little bit different and everything was like in like one little hall but two rooms um and there was there was a lot of cool ways that um i that mark uh mark lasarbro from needle jig um kind of like hosted the event um and there were a lot of really cool ideas that he had as far as like um like forcing everybody to network together he almost right. had like this like it was like what do you call it um, I can't even remember the phrase that he used, but it was basically like musical chairs for everybody to get to know one another. So they just kind of like rotated around tables every few minutes. So everybody could introduce himself and talk about the work that they did and things like that. But, um, it's actually it was, really cool. Yeah. I think it was like, nobody was really sure how it was going to go ahead of time, but it went so well. And I think everybody enjoyed it so much just because it it was like designed for everybody to let their guard down and just kind of talk and hang out. And, right. Um, so it's a super cool event. Um, you know, in between all the technical responsibilities, I snuck out back and smoked a lot of blunts. 
Yeah. And admired you the changing to. colors of the trees. Yeah. It was like it's the perfect time of year. Too. I've been watching it throughout the days and the weeks. It's like when we got there. Oh, everybody Sunday. joining us today is Corey. Oh. She's here. Tattooing me. I just jumped right in. Um, when we got there, the leaves on all the trees were all like orange, yellow. You still saw some greens. And like by yesterday morning leaving, it was like sparse yellow and orange. Right. And mostly like grays and purples where, you know. Very nice. The wind had like knocked all the leaves. Bouts to be dead. Bouts to be. They dead. Bouts. They, they They have use their chlorophyll <laughs> and completely the trees Gone. kicking them out like no I, ain't, I ain't got no more love for you time for y'all's to go so here in a little bit we'll share some of like the jiminy peak footage i've got little bits of um just like all of the seminars just a few little segments nice. just to see what you know what was how going many people on. presented i think four each day nice yeah so it was nice, and there was like a half hour to an hour break in between everything. So it was like very, for as like intensive and how much en information was coming at people, there were nice breathers in between to like absorb a little bit, right. decompress, and then kind of like switch gears for the next presenter. I've been to like training seminars that were eight hour days, where it's like bam, 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 and bam, by the bam. end of the day, you're like, I don't, I don't remember how to turn the machine on. Because I mean, we went I was, so fast that I now, was just babysitting cameras, and sorry, I still feel like I absorbed so much information. Ben and Corey are having a moment over here. She hit my foot. She was upset about it, and I was trying to express that it was okay. Indeed. So, so before we get into pictures and videos, what are we what are we doing today? This is a little baby titty. Just a little toddy top. This little side clown action. I'm kind of proud of this shot of you working, Corey. It's yeah, it's a nice. pretty baller ass shot. Mm -hmm. Look at the screen. Make her look away. <laughs> She's like, once she looks away, the shot changes. Well, you get the you get the gist. Imagine your head turned down a little further. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. Don't worry. Kyle, we'll fix it in post. We fix it in post. I was like, there's post? Well, only if you put my driver's license in front of the entire world. Good job, Kyle. It was extremely small, and you couldn't <laughs> even tell. Kyle, you, that is never going to not be a thing. Figure out what episode that it's was. Because be when I rewatched it, it now. totally seemed like he like put nudes of somebody just like on the screen. Because we're all like, Kyle! And then it cuts. <laughs> and then it's we're all like, well, that was close. Um... That like like years from now, I'm I'm gonna be like, remember that one time I put your goddamn license on the interwebs? God dang. Yep. It was the day I learned your name. Well, it'll take something to learn, right? Well, I guess. So, what are you and Corey working on today? It's a, Talk to it's, us. It's Talk a, to us about it's your. A, it's a tattoo. Well. Of a clown. That is sad. Why is it? Because it's a clown that's sad. I'm sorry, what? What is the significant meaning behind this? It means... And I like it. Sad clown is like a... Uh, 
Someone that always makes other people laugh because inside they are a shit show. Nice. That's a good way to put nice. it. Nice. Okay. Right? All right. Right? So people that go out of their way to um, pull their joy from other people. For other people. No, from other people. So like you making them laugh and them making you laugh is how they feel in... Uh, it's hard to think while you're stabbing me. But yeah. Yeah. Very rad tattoo. It is a very rad tattoo because you drew it for me and it's amazing. Look at Vaughn coming in with some handheld duction. Zoom me on in there. Yeah, that's why I let her tattoo me. She kind of knows what she's doing. So, Chris, like if I was gonna if I was gonna pick one word, I'm gonna numb them and then I'll come back with tight. On these reins, you're running wild. Guys are cruising through it, too. What? Shh. Oh, look at my coffee reaper. I don't know how you got that tattoo. The coffee reaper? Yeah. Oh, I just sat there. Bam. The dagger at worse. His 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 matching buddies on the other leg. He is the joint smoking hiking reaper. <laughs> I mean, hand rolled tobacco product. Hey, who did that beef on? Bee's knees. I got to the bee's knees from Fawn Baker. I was just not showing it. No, it's on there. I'm mm-hmm. pulling this up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ruining my visual experience. <laughs> Giggity. Me too, Kat. Me hey, aren't we all? Me too. It's 2022. I think everybody should be doing back stuff. Amen. I like the way you think. Coming up. Here, November 1st, so everyone can know your birthday. Great. Kyle took my driver's license. You give him my birthday. Ben, what's your social, social security? security. <laughs> That's even worse. Stealing my whole identity out there. Um, I will be 37. Macy. Macy, I like. And what are we doing? Honestly, I probably am not doing too much. I might just like do some family stuff. Well, I just got off of a road trip. So like traveling seems like it'll be a little exhausting right now. So am I allowed to cook you dinner? I would love for you to cook me dinner. 
Let's schedule that. Do you need a sous chef? No, thank no. you. I need a prep cook, though. <laughs> we'll talk. Knock him down. That's what he does Knock best. Knock him down. He just shot way high. He asked if I needed a sous chef. Coffee cake. That's pretty good. I think that's oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Got raspberry stuff. I took it mm -hmm. We took some of that to Akron. I was sharing that with everybody. Yeah, yeah. I uh I, I ate some. We've had a lot of rad trips this year, actually. Yeah. Talk us about your trips, huh? Um, well, I mean, now that I've got the excuse for like capturing footage everywhere, it makes it way easier to like have an excuse to uh, travel and check these shows out and see what everybody's doing. I got to put this camera back down if you're going to be talking to me like this. It's too much multitasking. I can't think and talk. There's only so many of us. Then. I don't know what to do with my hands. You don't know me. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I'm confident that I do. At least a little bit. I mean, like if, if you're an onion, I'm at least middle core. <laughs> least middle core. Well, you know, everybody got layers they don't share. Layers, you have You're parfait. You're too. You're too sweet to be an onion. You're parfait. You can be a complicated parfait. The onion and garlic. Shot. Shots. Snooty. That's what I heard. I can't believe Ben just called me a parfait. A parfait. <laughs> I love I love shots. I used to. You just refer to food a lot. Me? Yeah. What are you talking about? I enter it and. Those are those are fucking Shrek quotes, bro. The far the parfait. Yes. I'll take your word on it. Parfait. That's from Shrek. I don't remember that one from I Shrek. I a yogurt parfait from Shrek. I mean, I believe you, but I don't specifically remember that one. Are you serious? Not my gumdrop button. Google Shrek parfait scene. I feel like you're just making stuff up. You believe him. I just don't specifically I... remember the parfait scene. I believe. I don't know. I like parfaits. Okay. I'm not very good. You're pretty good, Eddie Murphy, believe it or not. I'll give you that. I'll look it up on YouTube. Daddy YouTube, watch out. I haven't had to talk a uh, chance to talk to Jess yet. How was the Vegas convention? Have you heard, Kyle? Have you heard any gossip about Vegas? She told me a little bit about it. It was um, very slow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She was bored out of her mind and enjoyed hiking more. Is that what you're telling me? Um, well, they were also sick during it too. They had like a, a like a little cold or something. Oh, well. So they, had, they were having the sniffles the whole time, and then Derb's trying to kill him on a hike. Derb does do that sometimes. He does yeah. like to murder people on hikes. It's kind of his thing. This year, when I hiked Camelback, I did not have heat stroke symptoms. I was properly hydrated. Derb didn't try to kill me though. I didn't almost pass out. I threw up. What? 
Are you there? Ben was the woozy one that needed the rest of the day to recover because he had heat stroke and then threw himself right into shock by jumping into an ice cold shower. It sucked. And I I took a tepid shower and slowly brought my core temperature back down and did not experience the same awful symptoms. Corey, what are you doing over here? Tighten up my lines um, because the skin's broken everywhere now. So hold on. Say that again. Ben forgot to give you the microphone. I'm I'm getting him nice and numb before I go back and tighten up my lines because the skin's broken everywhere now. So it will actually work and soak in. So what you're telling me is that even though your lines always look like single pass lines, they're not always single pass lines. And you take the time to numb them up in between that second pass. Yes. Why would you do such a thing? Yeah. So it's more comfortable. Yes. More humane. Definitely. I think my clients definitely appreciate. What are you numbing them up with? A cross between Bactine Max and Holy Water. Perfect. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting some like what you're doing and why while we're sitting here for the if tattoo process. To get super super numb. Like after I go back and I'm just getting them numb now. Then I'm going to tighten my lines. Then I'll get them super numb before I start the shading. But I smother it. That's how I get it. Like with um, cling wrap. I feel like once you smother it, it really soaks in. Yeah, it just kind of like pushes it into all of those open, those tiny open holes in the skin mm-hmm. 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 how's it feeling ben fine, fine. <laughs> i like it too um the hardest thing to deal with is Corey's attitude she does have an attitude problem other than that we gucci Derek. Jeffin. available for smashing smash yeah <laughs> So, Kyle, I uh, was going to get footage of you getting tattooed last week, but I lost motivation and didn't leave my house all day. And it happens. I'm just being honest. Yeah. Um, tell us about your tatty time. Um, I got my ribs blasted for five hours by Jordan. It was blasted. Yeah. When you say blasted, what does that mean? Tattooed. Taddy blasted. If you want to say taddy blasted, we got taddy in there. We just think he's in there blasted. Ready, tatted, tatted. Yeah, but it was a painful experience, to say the least. How was the next day? Honestly, the next day wasn't that bad. Just like a sunburn, huh? Yeah, it was like the less, the least sore I've ever felt after getting tattooed. Really? Yeah. Good. It was like deceptively unsore at times where I'm like trying to stretch and it's like, oh, no, it's still sore. But it doesn't feel sore in the moment. Okay. Okay. How many more sessions do you think it's going to be for you and Jordan? Six, seven. (laughs) It'll be a while. That's fair. It's just a big line work. Yeah. Are you ready? I don't want to like put you on the spot, but. Give it to me, baby. Go over there. Show the camera. Yeah, maybe flip it so you can see what you're showing. That's a rib tattoo. Yeah. You guys got such a good start on that. I remember seeing Jordan's like um mock up, his concept drawing. And I did I had no idea that you guys were actually gonna accomplish like the whole first layer all the way down. Great job, Kyle. 
I know it sucked. Look it up there by your armpit. Okay, I was like, yep. Yep. Good job, Kyle. Awesome. I don't know if proud's the right word. You but see that little like Kyle that. nippy hanging out for a second? I did. So I was looking at what are you talking about? <laughs> well, fresh, little away, fresh meat. You, pay for that next time. Sure. you gotta show Corey again. <laughs> I have to get your nipples out. Oh, I, I, did you see the tattoo? Not your nipples. You just missed the nipple. Shit. Oh, okay. I thought you missed the whole everything. No, just You'll have to check the video afterwards. It looks great. I like how it extends all the way into the armpit. Into the pit. Yeah. Jordan was very thoughtful pit. about making The pit it work of like despair. Well like <laughs> Do you know about the pit of despair? Hello. A little bit. My name is Amiga Matoya. You killed my father. Kyle doesn't know about Princess so, Bride. We've gone over this. I have a name There's a tag. pit of despair in the Princess that. Bride. I have a name tag, Velcro pouch, that says, Hello, my name is Amigalita. I'm looking for the six-fingered man. Do you want me to sit back? One of these days, Kyle. We're just going to have a movie night, and I'm going to make you watch some of these classics with me. Okay. Just so you get the inside jokes. I have a list started as well. I just have you watched Point Break yet? It's on the list. Leave. Speaking of point, leave. point break. So leave. just leave, Kyle. You're fired forever from the show. Okay, do you want to run the rest of this then? I got it, bro. So okay. my client, Eric Ballinger, uh-huh. uh, the one that I'm doing all the Sandman stuff on. Uh-huh. Do you know who I'm talking about? He's got the long beard yeah. and all the comic book art. So he follows us. He watched, I don't know if he watches every week, but Shout he watches out, homie. a lot of weeks. What's up, Eric? Hey, Eric. So he is watching point break he had to stop halfway through because it was so intense yeah. i'm yeah. just saying like we're influencing like, um, people are jumping down our rabbit holes like they're it is it is the best it's yeah. peace ways like life doesn't get much better ben this means we're officially influencers we're influencing people to watch rad movies if if I have one goal in life, it's to influence people to watch Point Break. Can we do a Point Break tattoo? Okay. Just scratch what they scratch what you're doing right now, and just make yeah, it start over. Yeah, get the bleach and the SOS pad. Get the bleach and the SOS pad. We'll get this off. Yeah, we just started. Do you it's know not anybody that that's deep. ever actually taken a tattoo off that way? No, it's a joke. Don't ever listen to me. <laughs> Do you know anybody that's actually used like the SOS pad technique, no. the steel wool technique? I'm not going to say I would ever recommend these things. I just wondered if you'd ever heard of people trying no, these techniques of at home. I always thought it was a joke, as I am making right now. It is a joke. <laughs> Do not try to remove your tattoos with Never SOS be. pads. You just said we're influencing people, and the very next thing we do is give out very poor I advice. Never said these were successful things. I asked if you knew anybody who had tried it. No, um, the only successful home removal of tattoos that I have ever seen, I will not discuss on air, that were successful. Did it involve Lots removal? Of oh, they would just brand it <laughs> off. All right. Well, I mean, it's a way to do it. Sometimes I don't even know if the tattoo is removed, more or less made just uh, smudged around, being able to be red or visible or whatever the right words in the circumstance are. Oh man, you just reminded me of a story. So back in the Easy Rider days, 
So there's this kid walking around. He had like all the biker get up and stuff on. And by kid, he was probably early 20s, you know, like looked like he just got a, his first Harley. His leathers were very New. crisp looking. Yes, they hadn't been road worn yet. <laughs> Anyways, he takes his shirt off and he's hanging out for, you know, quite a while. He takes his shirt off and then he's walking around in just his leather and he's got an outlaw tattoo, like a rocker on his belly. Oh, no, he doesn't. And he did, not but he, he indeed does not anymore. <laughs> um, it was one of those, like, you will either remove that or cover it or we will remove it for you kind of situation. Yeah, that's how that happens. Yeah. Um, so he had these two giant sticks of dynamite that were black put over it. So it was just two, like, black bars that were very huge and awkward and, like, they were black, but, like... Oh, they were not Ouch. done in the most kind. No, I'm sure they were not. They were not done the most kind. But I'm like sure it happened. Not. It was one of those and like he's, he's lucky. They kind of like drugged these to like one of their buddies that was tattooing there and just kind of like plopped him down. And yeah, he's it he's happened. Yeah. He, yeah. So like if you're not affiliated, um, don't do things like yeah. that. Let's just start with. A lot of what not to do. If you're going to be an MC, do one that's not scary. Well, and also, like, there are ways to do it where basically don't get anybody's MC or fraternity or anything like that on you if you're not a part of it. That's, like, kind of, like, dishonest, number one. And number two, like, very frowned upon, and they may react other ways than (laughs) normal people. (laughs) They might go for your head or something. Um, let's not be dramatic, but, but yeah, this was like this is probably like 2009, maybe 2010. Like, and you were chili rodeo. Yeah, yeah, Chillicothe. Yeah, 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 for yeah sure. that doesn't surprise me at all. Chillicothe. Um, there are several large motorcycle affiliations in Central Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm very particular. Like I, I wear a vest when I ride, and I was like, "Do you even put stuff on it?" So I made sure all my stuff was like cartoony and like <laughs> in no way, shape, or form mistaken. So ben, for... Ben's statement is like, "I'm a biker, but not a serious one." I'm not. I don't even. Con- I'm, I'm a cartoon biker. I've ridden motorcycles since I was old enough to put my leg over a 60 cc Honda. I think it was 12 when I started riding bikes. Maybe even younger. Um, and I have never once considered myself a biker. I went to my first motorcycle event ever, like two, three weeks ago. Well, it was probably a little longer than that, but like this year, this season, because the guy I work for had a motorcycle event at his place. I earned a lot of stripes working motorcycle events. I, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't want to say I don't like the culture because that's bullshit. I love the culture. The clubs that I'm friends with are really cool clubs. They're not the one percenter type of right. clubs. They are strictly like social. Um, one one in particular, they like raise money for um, most like children. It's called a Christmas clearinghouse, but it's one of their right. huge fundraisers. They raise money for kids all year long. Like, most you know, motorcycle Santa clubs Caps, are collecting money and ninety nine percent amazing. Mm-hmm. One <laughs> percent. It's it's the stereotype that bothers me. 
Ben. That was a Red Bull belch. You're a little belchy today. It's, I just chugged a Red Bull. It's, uh, and we did slam some amazing tacos. They were pretty good. I stopped at the new Chinese place. I came in and Ben's got these, Ben and Corey have these delicious t- looking tacos in they front were, of them. They're pretty good. The new Chinese Crispy place on is the pretty outside. good too. Yeah, I like their noodles. It's pretty good. They're not as greasy as uh, the other chain the other place. Chain drive through amazements. I am really looking forward to dinner tomorrow night because I think I'm going to go to a uh, white table China restaurant, Chinese restaurant, excuse me, I didn't mean to say that, uh, that I haven't been to in years. How many years, Ben? Uh, how many <laughs> Wait, years hold on. What are we talking about? Chinese food. Um but I'm 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 pretty pumped to go. It's it's definitely one of those places where they like do entrees for two or like the uh mm-hmm. like they have house specialties and you call the day before to have them prepare the uh Szechuan duck and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like mm-hmm. pretty excited about it. Pretty excited about it. I'm excited hey. for you. I'll Get tell it. you how it is. So next week we're gonna have a food appreciation episode. Um, better take some pictures. No. <laughs> <laughs> The amount that I agree with that decision is none. You're lame. But it is delicious. And I'm very excited. But it's one of those places it's like expect to spend 80, 90 bucks a plate. And it's just Chinese food. Yeah. But it's like you made those noodles, didn't you? <laughs> you know, like everything is no, done. Grandma made them yeah. noodles. Grandma's grandma made them. They're that old. They've been in the freezer this whole time. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah. I don't mind paying for quality. Look, Corey, just zapping away. You just. What was it's weird to start watching the TV, the monitor, or whatever we're calling it nowadays, uh, because it's just like a little bit of a delay. Just but a you touch. You can feel it before. Yeah. <laughs> Not the trying some new stuff on the back end, so we're we're doing it all on the spot. Giggity. <laughs> you know what? You you did the exact same thing before we went live too. Should have learned my lesson. Yeah. yeah. Almost like I didn't warn you. <laughs> Do you need me to sit back? Am I cramping your style? She called me perfect, guys. Did you hear that? I heard it. Write it in the books. It's looking so no, so nice. I kind of want to creep in a little bit closer on you. Creep it in, Fawn. All right. Kyle, you're on the ones and twos. Okay. So what's your next travel plan, Fawn? I don't know that I have any per se right now. Probably, I don't know. I, I need to, I need to plan my year after December. Yeah. I'm only like, I don't think I'm going to travel in November or December. So 
I'll probably use the next several weeks to get my ducks in a row and figure out what shows I want to go to. But right now I don't really have anything kind of floating out there. So nice. this Jiminy Peak event was the last uh, like obligation for a little bit. So I'll be home with my doggo. On your birthday, November 1st. Doggo Argentino. And your size 8 Converse. Doggo El Lolo. <laughs> yeah, and my size 8s. Watch me stepping. In the club, in the, in the club. Oh. Look how good he looks. Is she? I don't want to gentrify it. How good they look. Is that how you're supposed to do it? Did I do it right? Yeah, you could say it since it's a tattoo. Yeah. It's a piece of art. Jeez. What did he humanize it? God. Don't we do anything for those of you that don't know, the technique she's using is called a whip. And when you whip it, you drag your needle out, creating a feather pattern on the way out. Oh. Careful, Ben. People are going to think you're a tattoo witch. I'm not a tattooer, but I hang out with a bunch of them. I tried to learn to tattoo. I paid attention. I did my homework. No, I didn't pierce. I was, a, I, was a, I was an apprentice. Like, oh, yeah. I was six, eight months deep of a tattoo apprenticeship. It was like, nah, fam, I'm out. Wait. Did you think that it wasn't for you? Other than the fact that I couldn't draw? Um, did you try pre-iPad years? Oh, yeah. This is, you know, still had to draw. Um, that and there was a, I'm trying to be not disrespectful, um, personality conflict that was too major to ignore between me and my mentor. Okay. I personally will only tolerate so much hate speech in my day um, before I want to remove your head from your shoulders. And that's not a healthy place to work or be in. So I said, here's an egg you can suck. And have a good day. Well. I'll just call and And that was the end of an apprenticeship. Apprenticeship. And she was getting a lot of love and support for actually airing not not telling anyone, you know. So that was cool right you know i think the day of tattooers treating their apprentices like garbage is kind of gone well that was definitely the street shop mindset you paid your dues by being the coffee run person and you had to buy lunches and 
but I was the shop manager. So they hired me. Um, I, I quit the job that I had had for years to come manage the shop. And it was one of those like, well, since you're here, we might as well teach you to tattoo. So I had to run the shop and do my apprenticeship on top of that, which wasn't super crazy. But again, with the old school, you earn your spot in this shop mentality, I went from being the manager to being the helper in one fair swoop, and it kind of de-authoritized my position Mm -hmm. all at the same time. Not that I had a lot of power, but when you become everybody's helper because you're the apprentice, you then lose any um, any type of authority that you have. I don't, I don't know how else to say that. Like, I need this to be done because it needs to be done because the shop needs it to be done. They're and just they're like, like do it yourself then. And okay. Not only that, the person that I had as my mentor was also brought up in that very hard-nosed, do what I say because I said it. If you don't like it, you can go. Um, but when you are coming in off the street as a, I want to make it in this industry, you're willing to pay those dues. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd paid my dues in three out of the four of my limbs and the quarter of my torso that I got tattooed at that shop by the fucking person that owned it. You know, like not saying cash pays your dues, but y'all asked me to quit my job to come hang out here. So that's all fair. Um, and I didn't mind running and getting coffee and the jokes, but when it became personal attacks and, um, belittling me with words that I wouldn't repeat to anybody in this room in an unfriendly manner, um, I wasn't going to continue to be in that environment. And if I haven't even made it to the position yet. You think that's just, like, one of the flaws of, like, the old school, like, break them down before you build them up mentality. Except you brought me in. Mm-hmm. You had already brought me in. You, you you offered me a position to run your studio, and then you treated me like some kid that was trying to come up in the art world. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. Yeah, there, there's you can't like be a, both sides of that coin. There, there's two different ways to like break somebody down and then build them up. Like I think that phrase is used. Like I just said it. Yeah. But like there's there's a good way to use it and there's a bad way to use it. And I think a lot of like old the old philosophy for these mentorships is um I I I gotta I gotta humble you. I gotta break you down. I gotta make you know you're nothing well, and before that, I can make teach you how to be something. And there's now, a place for that. But there not... is a place for that. But the thing is that where they're breaking where where I think these poor apprenticeships that break people's spirits, they're actually like breaking people down. Like they're breaking them down as a person and making them feel less than. Right. You don't not... need to talk about my weight. Right. You don't, where, you don't need to talk about where, my when, personal life. When you're teaching somebody, like sometimes you need to break their ego down and you need to be like, oh, I realize you think you know, or, but you really have a lot to learn. You thought that was great. And I know that's the best one you've done. But look at this next level. Right. That makes There's sense the, to like, me. Hum- a way to but like humble somebody you to, fat to piece show of them shit more run around the building because you didn't write this five on the paperwork 
a hundred percent perfectly. You knew it was a five. <laughs> Obviously enough to talk shit about it. But because my handwriting is sloppy, you're going to punish me in front of a group. And this is like the most minute example I can think of of assholery that happened from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday. Because remember, I was the manager. So I was the first one in and the last one gone. Yeah, I, I feel like that so, is just the worst way to, like I keep saying, break somebody down to build them up. Like the way you break somebody down is you say like, oh, draw this thing for me. <laughs> okay. Here's 16 drawing exercises. Work on these today and then draw that thing again for me tomorrow. Oh, that's breaking somebody down. You that's mean like, like if I spent all day painting something with some spit shade at my station and the end of the day, you just walk by with a magic marker and draw a fucking line through the middle of it and throw it in the trash can. Probably wasn't the most healthy way to teach somebody how to paint. Probably not. That probably wasn't oh, okay. the appropriate way. I'm just, I might be misremembering it, but I'm fairly certain that's exactly verbatim how the fuck it went down. Yeah, I don't think the tattoo world has to be like that to apprentices anymore. I don't think it necessarily needed to be that way to begin with. But, you know, I get the, I get the, the hierarchy of like the, the men, the mentor needs to establish that relationship of they are the teacher, you are the pupil. There's a reason but to there, listen. But there are yeah. there are so many healthy ways to do that, and there are so many like mutually respectful ways to do that. And I think in this day and age, you know, some people are so desperate to become tattooers and they want this life so bad that they will endure horrible treatment. Right. Like I hear it all the time. People would be like, my first apprenticeship was garbage. My second apprenticeship is where I learned. Right. And why is it got like, why do tattooers have to be like that with each other? Because I guess that's how I they I were brought up. We start hearing that less. But that's it's the same as why do why do people over discipline their children? I'm just going to leave it at that. Because that's how they were raised. That's fair. It's the same here. This person came up in a very hard nose. I needed to prove myself environment. They are dying out, but that's, again, how they were brought up. So they feel that that's what they need to do to keep the tradition alive. Make sure you're cut from the right cloth to be a tattooer. I don't know. I think my clients like it when I'm, like, sweet and nice and kind. Well, duh. <laughs> And I think anybody that's wanted to learn from me likes that I'm, like, nice and kind when I give them lessons. Like, honestly, and... A like, fond pointer. I, I like, love a fond pointer. Yeah. They're always so good. I feel like it's absorbed so much better. Wait, you mean if, if you kind. don't feel like shit, you might listen? Oh, my God, Fawn, you're blowing my mind here. You mean I don't have to feel bad when I learn? No. No. Oh, I've I must have just been doing it. I actually love when I can just like drop like a tiny little knowledge bomb on somebody. But when that bomb hits, it's like you almost feel dumb anyway. Why you got to make it worse? You know what I mean? Like You just need that right little like piece of knowledge sprinkled on top. Someone shows you something and you're like, what? For the last six years, I've been doing it like this, and I could have been doing it like that. It's crazy. Derp taught me one of those. All those aha moments. What, what was the derp trick? So, I, you know how you get the paper towel, the balls of paper towel mm -hmm. up in your needle? And I kept trying to get it out 
pull it out, pull it out, pull it out. And he's like, you know, you can take your other needle and just push it out and then put it right through your needle mm-hmm. and it pulls the paper towel right out. And it did it like the first time. Blew your mind. Yeah. <laughs> for hours, probably mm-hmm. trying to get little paper. Yeah. Towel and you'll see just that needle. one tiny little strand of the paper towel. So, you know, it's there and you know, it's just not making as crisp of a line as it should. Yeah. So you're all like, yep. Um, yeah, that's my struggle too. I, you know, I was actually just, uh, the last time I was over at hyperspace, I was talking to guy and he was like, do you notice that bounty is a little bit more cheap than it used to be? <laughs> like basically like our conversation was, do you, do I think that, do I agree with him that bounty is made less well now post pandemic? Like it just pills up more pieces fall off of it more. It gets tangled in our needle more like those kind of things. Nothing leave us nothing because they're more like towels, mm-hmm. but they get a lot of paper towel. Yeah, they're up. pilly. Yeah, yes, they're soft, but they're, they're pilly. Yeah, and, and like one paper towel will last for a long time because mm-hmm. they're like cloths. But that's what I run at the house. Viva's. Yeah. Bounties are good. Bounties are cheaper. They're okay. They're kind of smart. No, that was the squeak of the chair. <laughs> so I blame it on you, Kyle, the squeak of the chair. Sure, Kyle. So today, I don't know if you guys can tell, we're not at our stage, at our seven. normal desk. We're not. I rolled in with all the equipment and we yeah, kind of took over Corey's room and set up over here. We're, uh, we turned a tattoo bed into our makeshift broadcasting desk today. Exactly. And it works wonderfully. It's almost like we're ready to be mobile. It's nice and almost. cushy. No, these things are awful to move around. No, you know what a not fan well, I, mean, I am of these chairs. On it, I, I just meant I just meant the electronic parts, not the table you're at. I've been taking this on the road. What do you mean? <laughs> it was sarcasm this just came on the road. <laughs> Actually, this weekend was pretty awesome. There was plenty of technology there. Cameras galore. Did um, you get some footage? Yeah, you want to start playing? Let's roll that beautiful bean footage. Images on here. There's no videos. I didn't see any of the folder. I will take a Bush Baked Beans sponsorship. I will mention baked beans in every episode for for yeah, a says lifetime supply of bushes. Those photos could be anything. Like I said, we were like swapping memory cards, homestyle, dumping stuff, and. Maple, bourbon, bacon, bacon. Oh, there you go. Do you want some baked beans? Do you want some baked beans? Oh, it's a way Baked beans and tacos? That would make for great digestion. You know? Sorry, we were talking over your technical problems. Oh, I mean, that's fine. We're getting there. <laughs> Who's that? This is Mark Lasarbro. He is Mark from Needle Jig. Um, this was the second time I've seen his presentation on, I think it's called What's the Point? Um, but he's talking about how and why different needle configurations were basically invented and their purposes and, you know, the appropriate needles to use for the appropriate things. He takes the time to explain, like, what a bug pin is. And, like, Corey, do you know what a bug pin is? Yes. Schooled recently, I was taught wrong, I believe, and then 
But like outside of tattooing, before these needles were repurposed as tattoo needles, do you know what bug pins are? Outside of tattooing? Mm-hmm. No. So do you have you ever heard bugs? you know how Yes! They are, Ben! Like the little taxidermy bugs that you collect in Entomology. Entomology. Yes, that's what they're for. They're different mm-hmm. teeny tiny little pins for articulating bugs on your boards to display them. So it makes perfect sense. So one of the things that Mark explained that kind of blew a lot of people's minds was all of Just these are bug pins. Paris. But um you know, in tattooing, Sorry. we've got eights, tens, and twelves, and those are just diameters of the specific bug pins. Um, so people typically think the smallest one is the bug pin. That's what is labeled the bug pin, but this is just an example of the things that he talks about. And he gets so into the technical of, like, how and why and, like, what the whole point is <laughs> to... um like finding the right needles, you know, um, he'll explain that like, yes, this needle may work for this purpose, but you're working two or three times as hard and you're traumatizing the skin two or three times as much before you get the saturation that you're looking for or the transition that you're looking for, where if you use the appropriate needle, it's less work for your hand, less work for your machine, less pain for your client and a better heel. So just so, like a craftsman yes, that use uses any needle and make it work. But if you use the right needle for the right application, your tattoo heals better, your tattoo heals faster, your clients are more comfortable and happy, and you get better end results as a tattooer. So understanding the right needle for the right purpose is really important. Well, it's just like in any trade, specific tools are made for specific reasons. Yes, a hammer is a hammer, but when you're a framer, a framing hammer is completely different than a mason's hammer. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's reasons for that. Will they both drive a nail? Yes. Is is that the primary function? No. Like, so it's just, it's cool to have the explanation of that. It's, it's you know what I mean? Just like, hey, this is exactly what it's this tool is like for. One of the um, comparisons he made was like a paintbrush. Like, right. are you going to use a 24-inch roller to paint a cabinet? You can. There's probably a smaller roller or brush that would do a better job, but you could fumble and like tuck that in the corners and like drip paint everywhere. You could make it work. You can cover this piece of furniture with paint and make it look covered in paint. Or you could use like the appropriate size paint brushes and cover it with the appropriate amount of paint. And it'll actually like look nice and dry in an appropriate amount of time and all the things be less of a hassle. Yeah. Like you can force it and you could infer the same matter. Like, you know, some people will use like the, an inappropriate liner for too many things. Like, you know, I could take a one inch painters, like a a artist's paintbrush and paint that whole same cabinet too, and have it take 14 days. Right. And it probably wouldn't look as good as if I used the appropriate size one or two brushes. I know it's super important in, like, woodcraft. Yeah. Like, using the right bit and the right chisel and mm-hmm. the right, you know what I mean? Just just getting that exactly correct measurement. Yeah, like, for instance, if we're talking woodworking or metalworking, when you're boring something out, you just, you don't, like, look at something and you say, I need a hole this big. I'm going to make a hole this big. You say, well, I'm going to make a hole this big and I need it centered here. It's going to make my guide hole with a tiny little bit. Mm-hmm. And then you work your way up one bit size at a time. 
so that everything stays what precise. Wait, is that how you do it? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, one one at a time. Huh. Bore it up and out. No. Huh. I don't work. I ain't boring nothing, Fonz. Just I don't know. No, but that makes sense because you're keeping consistency. Mm-hmm. Consistency. Where if you if you if you skip bits, then what do you have? You're gonna have like little chips and burrs because it's removing too much material too fast. Mm-hmm. Where you go the appropriate size. <laughs> if you go the appropriate size, you're gonna get a better outcome. Right. Um can we go mobile? We could probably, I could probably have Kyle send me the link to my Instagram and I can pull it up on my phone. If you want to go out to the gay garage. Smoke break? Is that, is that what we She's ready to smoke. I'm not connected to the Zoom for that. I was trying something different. So. Oh. Yes. So, so we got no link. link. Yeah, yeah. Is that okay. Well, um. You want me to make a run? Well, I can as well. I would like to stand up because my butt cheeks are numb. Is that okay? Okay. And, Oh, smother. Corey's going to smother you. I'll run out. You stand. I'll bring it back in here. Is it just on the picnic table? Um, Yeah, it's my, my bag. My tan or my red bag. Hold on. We missed that. Do it again. Show the dual technique. Oh, now I'm nice and wet. It's actually dripping now. It's dripping down. It's in. It's in my socks. It's in my. I can touch me. It's okay. Psychic <laughs> gloves. Okay, I'll be right back. Look okay. at you guys. Yes. Why am I? Out of my... I love a little flare action. You know, I have more flower tattoos than anything. What would we go that far? I mean, it's definitely orange. Yeah, it's big. It's big and bright. It's very loving. It's very bright. Um, I need... Hold... Uh... Oh, I bet it is. How are you feeling? Fine. Um, Doing great? It's an easy spot to sit because you're pretty much just sitting pretty naturally. Yeah. Um, I'm not thin, so we're not like hitting bones or there's lots of cushion mm-hmm. for the pushing there. Um, yeah, it's not a bad spot to sit at all. Um, I'm just large and these chairs aren't made for large. And, um, after about an hour of being in it, my lower half of me is numb. That's fair. No matter what we're working on, what we're doing, it's getting just something. It's just going numb the whole time. Cause I'm just up like this for hours. Yeah. My bag was in here the whole time. <laughs> Top pouch. I'm sorry, Fawn. I I'm not upset. I'm still fine. Sorry. It's all right. It's not Then I'd never yell at you. That's malarkey. I didn't say you had. I said you would. 
If I was making poor life decisions, Fawn, I highly expect you to scold me. You're one of the few f- people in this world I would actually fucking listen ben, to. Ben, if I had to scold you, it would be like, it'd probably be like, Ben. And you'd probably be like. I'm sorry, you're right, Fawn. I'm a fuckhead. It'd probably be one of those, like, Ben, there are no words. And you'd be like, I know. You make me sad on the inside. That's not bad. Fawn's like, I'm going to fuck with your emotions, son. No. Yes. That's how it would work. Uh, there's a button. You hit the button. Oh, there button. it is. Yeah. I feel like in this day and age, I got to like test to see if there's a button or not. Right. Just give it a. Some of them do. Some of them don't. Just give it a test. It might need, there we go. It might need some more things. Okay. Show don't stop, baby. Since Kyle didn't make his mobile. Well, we're are, we're trying we're trying new stuff. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. the feed quality is going to be better. Experimenting. Experimenting. Come hold my microphone. I will say this experiment not so great, not but you know, just, it's okay. <laughs> we're trying. That's what matters. Stop my best Shania Twain. The camera's behind you. You got your back to it. What's your shirt and saying? Anti animal, animal cruelty, cruelty club. It's gotta gotta melt down. Just feel like you have to, or maybe talk in a different voice. Are we getting the ASMR, Corey? Yes. You kind of go straight into a bouncy voice sometimes with the microphone. You You are a very good podcast voice. I do think so. You are a nerd. We all are nerds, or we wouldn't be doing this. That's, that's very true. As I raise a noisemaker to the microphone. Crinkle, crinkle. Some ASMR episode. Crinkle. Crinkle. We're trying all sorts of new things. For those of us that don't know what ASMR is, what is it? It's those weird videos where people just, like, chew stuff into a microphone. Like, they'll have a super sensitive condenser mic, and they'll be like, it's it's all about the. Um, I can't get into it. It's it almost is like, like tingles and vibrations. Except almost like on. overstimulation for me, where it's like I can't, I can't. Like if I stop for like three seconds on one of those, I'm either really confused and I just like pull my phone far away, like. <laughs> and people are listening to this, and then you'll see like people jumping onto the feed, and I'm like, I can't scroll. Of something I can giggle at. Okay. I uh, mouth noises are my least favorite thing in the world. Like, if we're eating together, and I can hear your mouth while you're eating. In my family, growing up, we called that smacking your gums, and uh-huh. that's something we didn't do. You got smacked in the gums for it. Uh-huh. I never did. I never did. I, I didn't test it. Figuratively? I never, I didn't test it. I probably would have, though. Um, I didn't. Yeah, it was the thing. Shut your mouth when you chew. Like, I don't understand why that's a hard concept. And when when I can hear you from across the table, it makes violence want to exude from my body onto your face. But Ben, let me ask you this. How do you feel about when people rake their teeth across the fork? If I can hear your mouth making noise while you eat, I don't give a fuck what that noise is. I want to murder your face. But beatboxing without food in your mouth, totally. It's cool. amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. There's a different sound. This is an intentional rhythm. 
as opposed to lazy gluttony. Lazy gluttony. It's fair. I can't slow down enough to make this enjoyable for everyone. Instead, I'm going to make you listen to my saliva. <laughs> my ears would, are cringing just thinking about it. I would love for somebody to tell me I'm wrong. You can't. You can't. Because that's what you hear. You hear suction and saliva. Some people find comfort in suction and saliva. Not while I'm ingesting nutrition, Kyle. It's not a very pleasant dinner conversation. I just want to eat my fucking mashed potatoes. I don't want to think about your sucking saliva. Jenny from the block, four tables over. I was enjoying sushi one time and literally could hear the person eating across the room. And I had to look at the person that I was with and I was like, that's just not me, right? They're like, no, that's fucking loud and obnoxious. And it took everything I had in my soul not to just to act. like, how do you politely ask somebody that? Excuse me. Would you mind not being a cow? That would be amazing. I feel like if somebody ever compared me to a cow chewing their cud, which sometimes is the comparison I've heard for such people. A plus B equals smoke. Just. Um, nope. Same nope. as. I wouldn't appreciate it. Same. appreciate it. None at all. Same person I was dining with. Breakfast restaurant. And these two chuckle fucks came in like they just got done running a goddamn marathon. <laughs> sat down smelling like the gym sock of yesterday. And I'm like, there's beads of sweat still on you. You know you smell like a fucking shoe. The fuck are you doing coming into a restaurant, you rude fucking piece of shit? This was like a sit-down restaurant? Not I'm, at a, a, I'm at a table waiting like on eggs, Benny. And I can smell the person next to me. Hold on. First of all, first of all, I got it. We got it. We got to rewind. What? How much I love eggs, man? Yeah. We can't just skip over that. Butter gravy. It's my favorite thing. Hollandaise. I do love Waffle House, but they don't, they don't fuck with the Hollandaise. There's, there's several choices around town for Hollandaise, but I ain't giving out my secrets because fuck all you people. I don't want my restaurant to be crowded. I feel strongly about it. Ben wants to keep it secret. It's my keep it secret. Keep it secret. Off my lemon leaf. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Um, no, it's 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 one of my favorite breakfast foods. But if I can, if I can, any breakfast tattoos? No. Do you have any food tattoos? I have a fish hiding from a lemon. Can we do some little fish tattoos when it comes time for more little filler stuff? A little fish tattoo. Little food tattoos. Food tattoos. Did I say fish? Little food tattoos. I misspeak miss sometimes. I thought I knew what you meant. You said fish. <laughs> I did. I have a fish. I just repeated. Um, yeah, my, my fish is uh, hiding from a lemon underneath an umbrella. This is kind of my homage to cooking. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do a couple little food tattoos. Have I ever mentioned how much I like to cast out sushi when the opportunity presents the itself? What was that, Corey? What are you doing down there? Get it together. Jesus. <laughs> I like sushi, but I don't know if I like sushi enough to get it tattooed up. 
Okay. But I can see you getting like an Eggs Benny on you. Oh, I would get an Eggs Benny all day, every day. Eggs Benny. It better be. It better be the most hyper realistic baller ass fucking Eggs Benny. Did you see the cheeseburger? The cheeseburger I did on Cameron. Did I say it wasn't gonna be? I'm just setting expectations, Fawn. You know how passionate I am about a Benny with the hollandaise garnish, all the accoutrements. On. You want to put it in the my knee ditch instead of some space? Well. No, I do not. I do not. What do you have on your other knee? Anything in that ditch? On the knee ditch? Oh, nothing. We might get an eggs Benny over there. No fun. It was a joke. Do it. It was I was just imagining little, but like if you're gonna give me a spot to put an eggs Benny, we're gonna put like an eggs Benny with a hash brown next to it. There's gonna be a little goat food on the plate, garnish, sliced fruit, bacon on the side. If, if if we can find the spot, sausage, links, and patties. I have a hard. Yeah, I don't eat links. I don't eat links. The fuck, fog. No a linker. If I want a hot dog, I'll order a hot dog. Sausage and link. I don't need extra skin in my day. It's fair, but uh-huh. not all sausage is created equal. And that's why I get patties. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you melt the bad shit away. I guess I don't know. In a in a in a link, it's all juiced and boiled and it's contained. And I'm with you. I'm not usually a fan. I'm not. I'm not personally usually a fan of the breakfast sausage. However, there is an exception, and I'm going to tell you what that exception is. Blueberry. Another exception. Well, there's some handmade quality shit out there that I am willing to ingest. I was just going to say so, Smoky Links. I can get down with a Smoky Link anytime. The, but that's really just a tiny summer sausage. Sure. And I'm cool with that. Yep. I know what I'm expecting. I know what I'm going to get. In an ordering breakfast environment, the quality of Link over Patty, of cased meat over pressed meat, is completely different. You have to be able to keep your fat content under a certain amount on a pressed patty. So it stays a certain size, a certain weight. In a link, you can get that wet weight because it's encasing the grease. So you have a confession to make. What? You love that greasy, greasy? I I honestly only like hand-formed patties. See? Do you know yeah, what? Yeah, where they get like, they plump up a little bit. Yeah, they're like, you know, I like, the, I like the caramelized on the outside, the little bit of char, that coriander. Just sets it off. Oh, yes. How do we start talking about food like we this? We always talk about food like this. We need food tattoos. You yeah. started talking about food tattoos, and now we're both hungry. I've got a pizza, Steve. I've got a bacon strip. I can give you some escargot in the show. No, your snail needs to be alive. I don't think I could Fun. get a dead snail on in me. In the show. I can still be alive. Okay. All right. If it's alive and not already seasoned with lemon. Mm. <laughs> it's like a crumble of pink salt. Just the crumb. No pink not, salt. Yeah. Not on my. I, he's got to be alive. I'm just meant in real life. In real life. If we're like snacking on snails, maybe. But like if we're talking about my spirit animal snail, he's got to be alive. It's your like spirit, that's too much pressure now. You get no snails. He has a hot oh, I've never told you. Like I think a snail could very well be my spirit animal. Have you? Have we Have we jumped down this rabbit I'm hole? I'm sure we have. And maybe I didn't make that correlation. But um, no. 
indulge me. Uh, I mean, I'm also super torn to Nautiluses. Like, my hand is like an alien Nautilus shell that's kind of, like, entrapped. I don't know if I've ever fully explained that other than being, like, it's this bio-weird thing. But it's, like, Nautilus. So, anyways... Snails are rad because what do they well, do? Anyway, snails are rad. <laughs> Can that be the name of the episode this week? Uh, but anyway. Anyway. Um well, the Nautilus shell is special because of the geometric form to it, the the way that the way snail shells and nautilus shells wrap around themselves according to the golden ratio, like it it's, it's like sacred geometry meets Perfection. life. And that's cool to me. So but snails, like, let's just think about the life journey of a snail. What does a snail do? Slithers. It, like, exists. It looks at things. It takes in the sunsets. It chills next to waterfalls. They're always next to cool moss. You'll find them under cool rocks. Like, have you ever met a snail that wasn't just chilling? And then what's their self-defense? Do they ever hurt anything else? Oh, they just retreat into their little shell. Like, they're fine. Um, I relate. But when you see one that's like curious, like when you actually like have one and you're playing with it and it's all like, do, 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 like they're just as curious as we are. So anyways, I relate to snails a lot. So like if Fun. we win, you're going to put a snail tattoo on that, me. That might be the cutest thing I've ever heard you say. I thought we'd had the discussion I, that I, I very well think a snail could be my spirit I'm animal. I'm just putting it out there. They're that... just slow and steady. Might be the cutest thing you ever. They also leave a little mark everywhere they go, Snail which is kind of cool. Like I like to leave a little mark. Um, I get slugs in my basement that come up through my um uh, sump pump. Well, and they are this big, gay fat leopard slugs. Leopard slugs. They have leopard prints. They're humongous, and they leave a slime trail that you can see from across the room. So I always just follow the slime trail, then find them, take them outside, and throw them outside. I should start tagging them. <laughs> How do you See, tag a snail? Are you a different snail? You microchip it? Can I mark it with a sharpie? I don't um, think that's gonna work. Anybody that is actively listening could tell me how, we could tattoo how to. Uh, I don't know if I want to tattoo a slug. It'll probably kill it. Well, how else could you mark it? Party dot it. Um, I don't know. If anybody listening knows how to tag a slug, would you please let me know? Should I just start capturing them and creating a slug empire? And then I could just have a leopard slug, like, you know, I don't know where they live, but I would call it a jungle. Uh, like terrarium style, I could get a bunch of dead things and just have slug kingdom. People would be like, "What's your pet, bro?" And I'd be like, "Leopard slugs." You gonna feed them banana peels? I'll feed them whatever the fuck slugs eat. Do they eat banana peels? I don't know. I feel like they might. Does it make like strawberries go faster? I don't know. I think they yeah, eat cat food. To be honest with you, detritus material. Because I always find I, them. I don't know that, but I do know that carrots are good for them. I always find them near the cat food. I think they slither in their miles journeys to <laughs> eat friskies. Actually, I don't buy friskies, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Kibbles and bits for cats. For cats. What is it? Kitten caboodle? Uh, no, it's it's Purina. I got to do the hairball control because I got the long hair. 
Otherwise, I walk and puke every day. It's an amazing thing. By the way, if anybody wants cats, call me. Please. <laughs> Please. I love the desperation in your Um, I like cats from a distance. I'm thankful that my cats are super low maintenance. I just gotta like let them, I gotta make them come back in the house. That's well, the most high maintenance part of our day. Yeah. If anybody wants a cat, just holla at your boy. So Ben's ready to be a dog. She's sweet. Person only. Yeah. Yeah. Slowly migrating towards it. Um, you know, I'm kind of on a no replacement policy right now. Just let's wind this train down a little bit. <laughs> There's That's five fair. animals at my house. Five. Yeah, three well, cats and two dogs. I forget about the outside ones. Yeah, he's a pain in the fucking ass. They all are. Things I have to feed. Poop I have to clean. Okay, hear me out. I'm done handling other things feces. It's really all it boils down to. It's fair. I don't I don't want to do it. it. It's not fun. My one kitty kitty is 16-ish. And she's got jacked up hips and is, is just can't make it to all the things. And it's just like, if I have to do that one more time, I mean, well, when's the right time? You know, you know, <laughs> nobody can answer that question for you. I wish somebody would. Because if it was from my frustration level, it would have been a long time ago. Um, I don't know. I love fuzzy things. It's just a lot of fuzzy maintenance, you know? A lot of fuzzy maintenance. Between fuzzy things and things that consume gasoline, I'm kind of out. I think I'm going to get an electric scooter and sell everything I have with a motor. Kyle's playing with the uh, his hair sour patch touched my things. ear. Are you sure it was his hair? Not yeah, his no, it was his hair. Oh, his, and that's how I knew he was behind me. And it was it was kind of weird. So it's no, no, I'm not mad at you, Bubby. It was just to like <laughs> but yeah, pull it in closer. But it's good for now. Between uh. Furry things and things that take gasoline. I'm kind of tapped out on wanting to take care of anything. That's fair. That's fair. You do have a lot. Like, they're all small responsibilities, but it does add up. Like, if you have a, a few of those responsibilities, like, land at the same time. Yeah. I just had all those responsibilities land at the same time. I'm sorry. Right, man. It's just life. Just, I'm ready for an electric scooter. Not doing that and plugging something in. Might like that would break too, though. I don't know. I'm ready for like a squirrel suit. <laughs> Are we going to Furrycon? Oh, damn. You mean like skydiving? Yes. Fuck. No, no furry. Imagine Imagine. Jam. Jam. I am the last person I'm taking to furry con is fucking fully supportive. Okay. I fully support you going to furry con. I don't think it's going to be my cup of tea though. 
we we don't have to bang the other furries. There's like a special handshake and wink you gotta know. If you just don't handshake and wink, it's just fun in costumes. You know those tails aren't sewed to the costume. I'm not cool with that. Yeah. Not all. I'm not cool. It's all a sex thing, Kyle. Every single one of them went to bang. Absolutely. 100% blanket statement. I'm judging everybody. <laughs> Duh. Of course. Duh. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I'd go. Can we be squirrels, though? Or should we be different things so people don't think that we're furring together? I don't know the rules, Fawn. Gotta, we got to learn the rules before we go, okay? No, you're kind of reminding me of that Burberry jacket from a few years ago that I really, really wanted. That peacoat you wanted to buy? Uh, no, I, I want, I want one. I, I've always wanted one of the like timeless Burberry trenches for sure. But they have, they had these puffers that were fawn printed, and uh, I just, <laughs> I, is it? Would it be doing too much if I wore a fawn printed <laughs> jacket? Because you know it'd be my every day, and I just have as your fashion under it. consultant, run that game, boo boo. Run that. It's game. not doing too much. It's no. just enough. Dot your fucking nose and paint your eyelids white. It'll be amazing. I'm not dotting my nose Please. or painting my eyelids white. And if I was gonna do anything to my eyelids, it would not be making them white. Never in my It'll life. Make you look like a baby deer. Huh? It make you look like a baby deer. Um. It- it's not often that I wear makeup. I gotta have like a purpose. <laughs> You've never been. It's not a purpose. Actually, all the makeup that I have is all like matte and it's for like photography purposes. It's not like uh, normal everyday makeup. It's yeah. like, I don't know. Like, my makeup is just bruise cover stuff. What'd you say? My makeup is all just the bruise cover stuff. Nice. Nice, Ben. Yeah. That makes you sound like a batterer. <laughs> it's mine. Been battered. I've been bat. What? How does that make? <laughs> Jesus. So it's like, I've already show. got your color on the show. Uh, <laughs> you. You're a pale pink. Oh, I know. Oh, man. That'd be awful. I could be a fucking sales rep. It's the worst. I'm kidding. So I did work at Victoria's Secret before I was a tattooer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Those days I wore makeup pretty regularly. Yeah. Like it was usually pretty like natural looking, but I did. Believe it, Believe it or, not, or not, I, I can to, do makeup. I used to wear more suits than gym shorts. Yeah, there was a time. There was a time. Who could have guessed? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Black pants, black blazer. Usually, I'd have like a pink shirt on. Just I like pink more than people would imagine. Either at Victoria's Secret or the makeup. I don't know. Honestly, working at Victoria's Secret, Victoria's Secret was probably a very natural precursor to tattooing for me. Like I've mentioned before how like um like touching people is kind of I can't my say zone. you're going to win. <laughs> um yeah. and if it wasn't for a lot of the interactions that I had at Victoria's Secret where like anybody that needed help with their bra like there's we'd go into the fitting room with them and usually if if women would need help sometimes there was mastectomy scars sometimes they would have only one breast sometimes they would be lopsided sometimes they would be young and not fully developed and 
shy. And so I had to like, I had to set my own insecurities and my own discomfort aside for the sake of making somebody else feel better about themselves. And I think some of those lessons that I learned are what led to my bedside manner that people have complimented me on. And, you know, it's a funny thing. I never, I never would have imagined that I would be tattooing or like working intimately and like with my hands on people the way that I do. But if I didn't learn those tricks to like make myself comfortable as well as making my client comfortable, it would have never been as easy of a transition to get comfortable, like having my hands on somebody else's body. Like you don't if touch I'm people on at most somebody jobs. on this like, table, like both of my arms are on you. I can feel you breathing. I can feel you moving. If your stomach gurgles, I know. If you burp, I know. If it hurts more and you hold your breath, I know. Like and at happen. the same time, like when, when I'm that close with a client, they can feel me as well. So it's really like, I don't know. Me and Jordan shared an intimate moment when he was tattooing me as he's tatted. Tell me about your intimate moment, Kyle. As he's trying to get up in my ribs. Your bromant, if you will. Yes. <laughs> I'm just laying here accepting what happened. And he just laid his arm across my face. <laughs> I was like, all right, sure. Well, this what needs to happen. Just stretch your whole body yeah, face dude. first. It's hard when you're getting to the neck not to put your hands on their face. Um, sometimes I have to. And I, well, like most, um, most of my, I've I've done a couple of throats lately, but they were both like heavily tattooed by me, and we we're very comfortable with one another. So when I'm like mashing their chin up, right, we're cool. <laughs> it wasn't my first time tattooing. Gonna be awkward, but like, sorry, my hands on your face. When Ben Rife, right? <laughs> ben Rife did my collarbone up into my neck here, and the only way to get it was to put his elbow like across my head, and it was it was, it was very awkward. Oh, it looks good. Yeah, that's all that matters. How do we get down that rabbit hole? Oh, makeup. Yeah, so I used to wear makeup. <laughs> so good but they do like the like they have a they compete and they have like a what the a subject what the makeup's supposed to be like it's on netflix it's really good love mm -hmm. it's crazy how complicated makeup has become mm-hmm mm -hmm. What's crazy is, is how, uh, your bitches be lying. I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just, I'm just throwing this out there. The fuck y'all doing? If you look like a completely, you come in here looking like Boo Boo the Crackhead before you start and you leave looking like, that's just a lie. Stop living your life a lie. Just. I've seen you without makeup. No, you don't. My thing is, is like, come on. It's okay to be a person. Yeah, it is. 
Can we just okay. can we all just be people? Be comfortable in your skin. I mean, I I would like you more seeing you. If you got to put on thirty eight layers of makeup to feel secure about yourself, I'm sorry. What do you do? Do my thing. I told you to do that anyway. Um, but I will be fine with you. I don't even want you to talk to me anymore about colors. Is that okay? I just kind of want to look down to a done tattoo. I've made way more decisions than I normally do already. Okay. Here we go. Yay, color. Is that a spawn? She likes it. Well, when you got Aster Blue. Darker teal, whatever it's called. She likes those technical names like the whatever it's called. The technicals. She's sailing right along. She is. Uh, hashtag any of your supplies when you post your work. Um... Hashtag Starbright sometimes. I mean, obviously, I, I tag True Tubes. Um, I don't know. Oh, speaking of Tommy's supplies and Starbright, Tom Ringwalt was at the Needle Jig event in Massachusetts. That was kind of cool. Corey's making decisions on the fly, yeah. making crazy faces at Ben. That's confidence, people. That's all that is. Dude. Good stuff. Is that her? Feels like you're tattooing me, yes. <laughs> yes. I got to do some coloring. My little one has the whooping cough. Aww. So I got to work from home yesterday. Um, and normally I'm off by like 3.30, but we made it to about 1.45 before she was like, Dad, off the computer. You know what I mean? Like, she was over it. She was like, we are coloring this picture. You're doing it with me. <laughs> like, all right, baby. So I clocked out, and we got to color one of the jumbo print coloring book things. Nice. Nice. Fun. It's nice. funny how much respiratory or how many respiratory things are going around. When I was headed out Saturday, I dropped my dog off at my sister's. And as I was talking to her, she's like, yeah, I'm going to keep her home from school Monday because she's been stuffy. She missed whole last week, yada, yada. And I'm like, well, you do sound pretty stuffed up too. And she's like, no, we're good. I, by the time I picked my dog up. Whooping cough. I'm not going to say it was whooping cough, but it there. Oh, one of my associates. snuck up on him. One of my associates called me today and was like, hey, man, uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm home with my kid who has whooping cough. And I was just like, that's awkward. So that would be like a um, triple threat because no one has any immunity to the flu. And it's coming up and then COVID and then the RSV and kids is really bad. So the three of them combined is supposed to be. Pretty raw. Well. Yay. Here we go again. Stack up on them Kleenex. Get the Puffs Plus with lotion. I don't like the grease. 
It makes a difference when your nose is chappy chapped. Well, I got my think of your little tiny baby. I hear the words you're using with mm-hmm. greasy. Well, don't use them on your man nose then, but you should get some for the little one. Okay. So you could even get one like in a sparkly pink box just for her. That is. And then she could keep her little booger diggers off of yours. She said booger diggers. <laughs> Those are fingers, people. I'm just saying, every little kid that's stuffed up, you know where their fingers are going. Nope. Not my baby angel. Maybe not in front of you, because she knows better. Do you remember when she, uh, I saw a video that Em posted when she was saying shit? And she really thinks that she shouldn't say shit. Well, my nephew at the uh, family reunion, we were out playing putt-putt golf, and he didn't make a shot, and he said, shit. It's pretty funny. I thought of Lily. But Lily was justifying to her mom. Her mom walks in the room. She goes, Mom, I know I'm not supposed to say shit, right? Like, shit's an adult word, and I'm not supposed to say shit. And maybe when I'm an adult, I can say shit. Is that on TikTok or Instagram? I wonder I if I can find it real quick. No clue. I'm going to see if I can find it. It is good. I thought it was great how Hudson said it in context. Yeah, I don't correct her when she when she swears appropriately. Yeah. Um, later, we talk about how she's not supposed to use those words, but I try not to draw attention to it in the moment. Um, she called somebody a motherfucker the other day. And I was just like, well placed. And I just kind of, I didn't really say anything. The backstory is nah. she tossing banana peels to strangers too? Probably. Um, she's my kid. Give us yeah. the beats. See, somebody was being a motherfucker and she called him on it. I ain't mad at it. Um, but later it was, hey baby, you know you're not allowed to say motherfucker, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, okay. So, especially around like other people, like at school, or we don't use words like that. Or, no, they're adult words. I know the adult words. Okay. Let's just leave it at that. No, she's just randomly motherfucker and things that weren't appropriate. I'd correct it on the spot. The person was being a motherfucker. It was appropriate. So, like, let it ride. Yeah. No, I don't think I'm going to be able to find said video. It was, it's pretty old. Um, it's you could, great. You could probably text M and get it faster. I thought for sure she sent it to me, but it's hard telling on what platform we were communicating on. She probably has another phone. Be like, send me this link. I am right now. Nice. Ben's on it. Watch him looking on Instagram. She'll be like, no, no, it's on my TikTok. Because that's how it always goes. That's one thing I'm extremely grateful for is being on very good terms with baby mama. It makes moments like these. Even nicer, when I don't have to feel weird about sending her a text about a random fucking video she posted on the internet two years ago. Makes life a little bit easier. It makes life hella easier when the only thing both of us are worried about is raising our kids. 
You know, I I got to give both of you guys credit because I'm definitely close with both of you. And it's really cool to see, like, it's never cool to see, like, a relationship end. But it's really cool to see how respectful you guys have both been towards one another the entire way. That's incredibly rare. And I'll take that. It's yeah, been, I, I, think, I think that's a compliment a to both of you. But it's, it's hard not to uh, bash it's just the culture we live in. That's mm-hmm. the mind frame most people keep is it's very, very easy to, well, fuck them. And it's like, no. <laughs> um, if I'm not saying that, you shouldn't be saying that. And yeah, I don't want to breed that kind of culture. Like, so we still got a kid to raise. You guys didn't talk to each other like that. Ever. Yeah. So, like, why would you start? Yeah. Like, it, it's kind of refreshing. I guess maybe that's what I'm looking for. It's refreshing to see... Um, you respectful speak. uncoupling is that what they call that uncoupling yeah yeah i mean heaven forbid Separation. our focus is is raising our child as as most people should be we don't have to be best friends but we still have a job to do but that's very, take, very take mentally it mature both of fucking you. serious eh. i can't find the viral viral cuteness um we'll see it is a uh, half hour to bedtime so i know she'll have her phone in her hand just give it a second So, Kyle, you were holding down the fort while everybody was gone. I was. What's up, Fort Holder? So, what's been going on at the uh, old True Tattoo Supply? How's everything? The old True Tattoo. Um, on it, I mean, it's been good. It's been fairly slow. It's just hanging back, packing orders. I mean, it's not really yeah. much to it. Everybody's saving money for that Christmas uh, rush. Mm-hmm. The Christmas rush? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, well, I'm going to wait to get tattooed because Christmas is right around the corner. Mm. They do that. Except for I'm canceling. There's this funny thing I do when people are scheduling their follow-up appointments right now because, like, some some tattooers will schedule, like, your several appointments out, but I like to do one appointment and then our follow-up appointment will be the next month and then so on. So we can, within the month, work around one another's schedules. Um, where was I going to go with this? You like to remind them? During the holidays, when it comes time to reschedule that follow-up, I'm always like, like, for instance, if I was working on you today, Ben, any other month, we would just like clockwork, look for around about the closest day that I have available that's a month out or right. five weeks out. Like, that's, that's what I do. I try to keep it ballpark a month out. <clears throat> but this time of year, I'm always like, are you sure? Because we've got the holidays coming up. Yep. And it's funny where somebody would be like, yeah, let's go ahead. And then they'll be like, you know what? So I do want to, yes, clients, potential clients, tattoo collectors, like, yes, it is your responsibility to like think ahead and, you know, do I have money to do the holidays and get tattooed at the same time? And if not, don't schedule, don't cut, don't, 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 don't spread yourself too thin for a luxury that can wait till after the holidays. That's why I just don't buy any people. I just don't buy anybody anything for Christmas. But I look you dead in the eye and tell you to fuck off. Buy I your, do obligatory gifts. Buy your really. own thing. Um, I don't. I like surprise gifts. I don't but see not the like point. Obligatory. Yeah, I don't see the point of being forced to buy someone something Society's just because. Right. 
Yeah. Now, I would rather you buy a 99 cent trinket at the random ass store that reminded me of you and give it to me on a Tuesday than you feel the need to hold a special moment for a day. It makes no sense to me. <laughs> Why we got to give gifts because Jesus was born? Because the wise men did? Because people are making money off. Right. Mind right. If somebody brought me some frankincense or myrrh. I'll take that. I like that we all just skip. They do. Gold. They do some. <laughs> I don't care. Gold doesn't do anything for your chi, but frankincense and myrrh do. But more of just I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it because then it's like, did I know you well, Owen? Do I know you well enough, um, to get something that you actually enjoy? And then when somebody gets me something random that wasn't exactly what you were thinking, um, it's like, oh, so you don't you don't know me well at all, at all. Does so then now you've got a bunch of shit that you don't actually want. Can you pull this up? Um, I am pull stuff up right now. You can't pull this. anything up. No, I know I screwed it up. Oh, okay. Well. I know. The fuck, Kyle? I know. I'm sorry. All right. Well, next week we're gonna show this. Oh, we're awesome playing the audio. Video. I went through it a lot. <laughs> Let me grab the handheld. I'm just gonna come over your shoulder. That was obnoxious, and I'm sorry. Hang on, let me pick up it. I think we need to cord. Sorry, bumping you guys everywhere. It's okay. It switched to reels instead of. Oh, everything video on Instagram switched to a reel. Yeah, it's dumb. I hate it. Oh, hold on. Gotta hold the mic up to that. It's a word. What's a word? Look, it's from moms and dads. Mm -hmm. That's from moms and dads. I can't say it. Please don't say it. I can't, I can't say it. Yeah, I asked you not to say it. Because the dads do it. Mm -hmm. When you do something, you have to do it. Mm -hmm. We have to listen to our moms and dads. Correct. When we say shit, we have to can't do it. Yeah, you can't say that word. Get that it's a word. What's a word? You it's moms and dads. Okay. It just started over. Now, mind you, I I think she was two and a half in that. Maybe just turned three. I can't say shit. It's for moms and dads. Uh, hilarious. Hilarious. That's my baby. <laughs> you guys are cruising on that. She's right. I just realized. Let me jump back there. I'm not a slow tattoo, I don't think. Mm. 
That's kind of part of being a humane tattooer. Oh, well, back to what we were talking about. Um, I was going to say, like, clients, customers, collectors, you know, be be considerate. Don't stretch yourself too thin over the holidays financially to get tattooed. Like, if it's going to be tight, just wait. But, like, don't, don't do the thing where you reschedule four times because now you've eaten up several days potentially and you've, you've, put, a, yeah. you've put a strain on your artist, like whether they tell you or not, you, you, you do when you do that. But artists, also be mindful and remind your clients, like, hey, we do have Thanksgiving coming up. We do have Christmas right. coming up. We do have New Year's coming up. If you're traveling or anything, should we wait? And the other thing is, if they're traveling, even if finances aren't an issue, even if they have plenty of money, if you're traveling, do you want to get tattooed before you travel right. or should you wait till after this trip? So this time of year, those are things that I always ask. And I feel like my by by taking that time to ask ahead of time, it hey, hopefully prevents some of the cancellations and fallouts. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what, this time of year, cancellations happen. But taking that moment ahead, I think, kind of is like an insurance policy for me. I didn't want to drop the microphone again. Again. I had to learn from my mistake. I see you. I see you. Yeah, it is definitely inevitable this time of year. We always get more cancellations, but like collectors, just be mindful. Like we would rather see you in January than reschedule three times over the next two months. Like I have an appointment in January. Pretty pumped on that. Pretty pumped. What are you getting in January? Always. I've got another tattoo coming up too. I'll t- you want to talk about this one? Uh, on the seventh, is this talk aboutable? Yeah, talk aboutable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going out to hyperspace to get tattooed by a guy, so that's exciting. It'll be a good time. Finally, get to go out there. You haven't been to hyperspace yet, correct? I have not. I'm gonna try and swing it, but I don't know how practical that's gonna be with my schedule right now. Okay. But I would love to travel out with you. Yeah, I got the text like two days ago. So the first time you go out, you feel like you're lost the whole time, and then like you pull up to where the directions tell you you're pulling up, and it's like <laughs> <laughs> oh. I haven't gotten chopped up yet. <laughs> That's a great recommendation. Well. I haven't died yet, so... It was pretty brutal. There was hours of torture. But I did ask for it. And I healed nicely from it. It looks beautiful. I'm okay. Are you uncomfortable? Yeah. On the inside. Yeah, that edible got me. I'm okay on the inside. Look at his eyes, Ben. Look what you did to... Yeah, like I'm, I've been sitting here. Kyle's eyes look so blue when he's super baked. <laughs> Andy's wearing a blue shirt. It's almost like I coordinated it. Mm-hmm. This is teamwork over here. Streaming. 
other when the other shade is is maroon, it really pops. It's so funny when you laugh right now, Kyle. You make yourself look even more of a stoner. We're real bad influences, guys. Kyle was such a good kid when he started doing this with us. I didn't even know if I should drive. Say that again. And uh, I didn't know if we sh I should drive. We smoked so much weight that night that we couldn't. It was the um, when we ate at. What should I call it? We didn't get my car. Oh, it was 4th of July. Yeah. Yeah, there were fireworks, and then they shut down all the roads. We couldn't get anywhere. Nice. I had Kyle and Corey abducted. Yep. She made it. It was a great time, though. But we did get to see the fireworks from the overpass. That was pretty stinking cool. cool. I never saw them like that. I was just shocked to see everyone parked on the side of the highway. You don't know what's going to happen in well, Columbus like, sometimes. Oh, like, you could not <laughs> drive that night. <laughs> okay. And it happened quick because, like, everything was open. And, like, I, I was like, I'll just go around the block. Then I was like, oh, well, they blocked that off. At the beginning. Mm hmm. In Columbus, we have uh, what is called red white and boom and people come from all over the state of ohio for this fireworks show it is a nice fireworks show but i don't know if it's worth all of that hype red white and fuck downtown now i know like, don't, don't go in, you know why when i lived in the bottoms we would just like in columbus there's a community called franklinton that is affectionately called the bottoms represent started from the bottom now we're here kyle lives like it's actually really nice. Now, now it's in the it's like mid gentrified. But Kyle, Kyle, yeah, Kyle's from like a block and a half away from where I lived when I first came to Columbus. So it's following my footsteps. We'll see what's gonna happen. But anyways, we just walk. We just we'd like walk through where all the new stuff is, where all like the art shops and da da da. It was like abandoned buildings ten years ago. So we'd walk through there and like stick close together, so like people without teeth didn't come up and ask us if we needed to buy or sell anything. And then we'd make our way to the broad the bridge on Broad Street, where everybody just accumulates. And Broad Street's like the busiest road in Columbus. So mind you, people are just gathering in this busy road standing like ants yeah. in traffic nuts but no. we walked and it was yeah. easy i wouldn't have driven red white and fuck downtown fair yeah not Just on not, red white hey, but but like i said we did we did have a rad view of the fireworks by accident i have enjoyed red white and boom one time i got invited to marinover tower to go on a balcony and watch them go off in front of me. I'd enjoy it that way. And that was a blast. Went at 9 or 10 that day and hung out there um, in the morning. You know what I mean? Made a day of it. Stayed there. Didn't leave. Watched fireworks. Didn't leave. Left the next day. Everybody was gone. Kind of nice. Nice. And it spoiled you. Yeah. It's like when you get to go to a bunch of shows, VIP and backstage, you have to wait in line and you come to the back door. And then one day you're just a regular guy buying a ticket and you're standing in line, just feeling like a nobody. 
Man. And you're like, find somebody. I used to I'm be somebody. Cool. I used to not even wait in this peasant ass line. Out here with the common folk. Yeah, I bought this ticket. You heard me right. Paid for it. I'm actually to support the musician. Jesus Christ. Stupid. Yeah. That, the kind of clout that helps you just navigate around lines in situations like that yeah, is kind of nice. It is. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, I'm not the kind of person that, like, really gets caught up on titles or hierarchy or things like that. But, like, let's just use, like, my friend Clayton's right. establishments, for instance. Right. Like, I walk in there and I'm, like, family. So I walk in and, like, even if the set of employees he has right then don't know who I am, it's like, oh, I'm fine. And they're like... Oh, come on! I guess in. you get whatever you want then. Do <laughs> that. Um, I, I, I do. I do. I'm not. I'm not gonna say I like. I'm not gonna say I like special treatment, but I do like special privileges because I feel like. No, no. I want special fucking treatment. You want? You want the treatment? That's my favorite goddamn thing. I don't know when I'm in a public place and I have the privilege to go upstairs or step into the private room or like just get out of the crowd that I don't need to be treated better. But if I can just like have the privilege to like bloop or like it's real crowded and I'm feeling like too many people are touching me. If I can just step on the other side of the bar and lean the same way I was leaning on the patron side. I like that. <laughs> same with conventions, same with concerts, same with... If I didn't That's fair. This space that I can step away and decompress from the average fuck. That's fair. I don't enjoy the average fuck. <laughs> and generally, I'm like... But more than 10 people are within an arm's distance from me. So having that buffer made things like that tolerable. And then you go back later and you're like, I have to, you, you're going to stand, oh, you're going to touch me while we stand here to watch this music, aren't we? Or you're going to do that. Okay, sweaty person. It was amazing. You got in the pit? Yes. At 44 years old. I've always stood on the edge. I love the energy and I love getting like shoved just a little bit. But I had just the right friend with me and it was just the right show. You were antagonized. And we got in. Nice. It was amazing. Kyle started a three person person mosh pit a couple weekends ago. It was the worst pit I ever saw. Uh, there was no space to pit, so I hear the excuses that you're making, but yeah. A lot of disputes. So it was not too crazy of a pit. You know what I mean? Not uh not like a knocked loose harm's way pit. Mm -hmm. I stay out of those ones. I'm not trying to get bruised. Yeah, nobody was throwing bows or anything like that. But it was definitely still. You ever been at a show where you don't have a choice? Thankfully. Because you're like, oh shit, this whole area is about to fuck out. Well, here's the thing is I look for the pit and I seek it out. So yeah. I'm always aware. Yeah, I like the pit too. I'm, like, I'm just like looking to the side. I'm like, is it starting yet? Time? Okay, let's go. Have to go to a hardcore show once just to feel the energy. It's amazing. Uh, I get down with I can't. I, I you're not gonna catch me listening to hardcore music like just driving down the road. It's not gonna happen. You're not gonna catch me listening to hardcore music tattooing. It's not gonna happen. But like I get down with hardcore shows. Like Corey just said, the feel that charge in the air. There, it's a different. Mm -hmm. It's different, and you're not gonna get that off listening to 
just listening to a recording of it. You've got to be there with the people. Yeah. And most hardcore is PMA, positive mental attitude. It's usually a positive message. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I've been in more pits than I can remember. And thoroughly enjoyed it because I'm stouter than I look. And it's a lot of fun when people are like, oh, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> that's oh always the fun. Swung around. No. Last time I got in a pit, and it was probably, I got blasted in the face by my friend's elbow. You just got me in the face. I just want to see it coming this time. I think. I don't think I need to be in a pit anymore. I did oh, enjoy it. I'm not funny anymore. I almost got my industrial ripped out in a mosh <laughs> pit. That sucked. Yeah, I mean, and industrials hurt anyways, but like when they get snagged, just awful. Um, I'm like cautious. I've lost so many plugs. Ones that I really liked. And like, I don't know, I've had these ones for a really long time and I like them, but like most of my plugs are like hand carved cool like i can't easily get them again i've lost plugs i've lost shirts shoes wallets phones belts all the things i miss i miss my mind the most i'm usually on the cautious side i try not to get hurt because i don't want to deal with that the next day so there's like a part where i'm like all right i'm done step out see i was the uh, pre-party concert goer we're so you gen- show up already, like, raging? We, we generally had Freedom. been at an event before the concert started. So, um, I get told I was at a lot of shows. I was like, I wasn't at that. And they're like, bro, I've got pictures of you backstage <laughs> with this person. And I'm like, I don't even know who that fucking person is. Yeah. Good. I saw Joan Jett a couple Gosh. of years ago and totally forgot. Oh. Like, I saw her years ago, and then I was scrolling through some pictures on my phone, and as soon as I saw the stage set up, I was like, I totally forgot about that show. It was so good. <laughs> I that whole set from my memory. That summer, I saw a handful of, like, older groups that I've always loved. I, that was the same summer that I saw um, Stevie Nicks and the Pretenders together. Mm-hmm. And, like, it. I was way more excited about the Pretenders, but, like, they were both pretty rad. Yeah. Like, how can you not want to see Stevie Nicks? Stevie Nicks, but like, my stepdad's always had a thing for Stevie Nicks. So I guess, like, when I think of Stevie Nicks, I think of Steve's girl crush on her. So, and his name's Steve. So it's weird. Steven Stevie? Yeah. So, anyways, Steve. anyways, because Steve I guess I just never really, um, thought about paying much attention to like Fleetwood Mac or like I know all of their songs it's like comfort food for my ears growing up but like I never thought about how much I actually enjoyed it just I know it because it was played all the time but I didn't realize that like I actually enjoy it right so the pretenders I know I love they played all the classics then Stevie Nicks set was very like calm intimate very storytellery it was at nationwide but it felt like i was sitting like 10 feet away from her well yeah it was fantastic um but yeah isn't it crazy like you can see so many bands and like mm-hmm. forget you've even seen them that was limp biscuit for me <laughs> how many times have you seen limp biscuit and forgot four five you forgot all four or five times i remember the fourth set i was like see these guys are- stop oh, counting by three <laughs> 
Um, Let me ask you this. Kid Rock. How many times have you seen Nonpoint by accident? Nonpoint. Oh, I love Nonpoint. Hey, by the love way. Nonpoint. Um, I can't. I I can't even answer that question. They were in such heavy rotation. Did you say more than fifteen. I less heard, than twenty. I saw them me. live more times than I heard them on the radio. Let's put I that. I love on. them. There's zero shit talking us. They were they were on the bill at every important show for three years. They tour like crazy. They give crazy energy every show. They're always on plus a little extra. Like, I've never seen them have a bad. I mean, I, I'm sure they have had yeah. a bad night. I'm sure it's happened, but I've seen them so many times, and every time they just bring such good energy. And mushroom heads that same. Whether way. it's a huge ven- venue, right. Or a teeny tiny venue with a little itty bitty stage yep. where like the stage is just a line of tape on the <laughs> and the monitors are in front of that. But you know what? Yeah, those like, are often the best shows. Those are the best shows. I, I loved those when I was in California. I'd go out to the valley and go to some local show at a fucking sound studio. It was awesome. Oh yeah. Um so that's how Mushroom Head was too. I couldn't tell you how many times I've seen Mushroom Head. And I've never once been like, you know who I want to go watch perform? They're not my favorite. But like I probably seven or eight times, just because they were always there with somebody else. Same with Kid Rock. I've seen Kid Rock perform more, probably more than any other band. I've only seen Kid Rock once, and to be honest, I was young, but I was just like, was I had amazing. no idea what a like the level of musicianship. Yes, yeah. that's the word yeah. I was working my way towards. I had no idea he could play every instrument on stage well mm-hmm. i had no like i had no idea this, and this was when um josie was still alive yep. so this was early yep. early in the kid rockery like i remember the white cowboy hat and a uh, wife beater white jeans memorial to him after the facts uh, i i was on both sides of that kid rock journey Oh, so I saw them in, uh, at the Bre- at uh, the Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids, and Uncle Cracker nice. was like a surprise. Like he just happened to be in state, and he, so he was like not opening for, but like a special surprise guest during the performance. So that was pretty rad. Nice. Um, I always love the mashup shows. That happens a lot in metal too. Our drummer broke his hand, so Bob from blah 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 band is filling in. But my my knowledge was like never that. that deep to fall. <laughs> To yeah, follow who, show that who I went from to what was like that um, when it was the Trivium show when the the lead singer was out for um, his wife had ba- um, gave birth nice and they had like all the other bands filling in for the vocals to the day and they just swapped out the vocalist each song oh yeah it was awesome oh. yeah very unique concert those are like a once once in a lifetime yeah. shows mm-hmm. love it. We're watching your clown come together. Come to life. Just clowning around. <laughs> Aww. That's what we do here. So cute. It's very sad. It's very sad. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Extra sad. Yeah. More saddy sad. I can still just watch other people tattoo all day long. 
touching other people because that's 100 how i learned ask that ask that again okay i was going to ask kyle if he's learned a lot from watching other people tattoo because it was 100 how i learned how to tattoo watching yes absolutely um i'm always learning like it's usually a lot of like one-off techniques that i can kind of put together and like keep in the back of my mind to remember like watching fawn for a lot of exam for example dipping in the back team Mm -hmm. while you're tattooing that's mm -hmm. something that like you do it all the time and it's like that makes sense of course and then i see like no one else doing it and it's like what well here's the crazy thing of... people will be like well i use a little bit of bactine and i'm like it's like six dollars a bottle and it yeah. will make and you less tired and your client it. less tired yeah use a half rinse like it I my rinse cup is yeah. half a bottle so on a long day i might use a whole bottle but most days i use a rinse cup full i might add just a little bit more late into the session but like let's call that five dollars let's call that five dollars i spend on every session and what what do you think that five dollars does for the client kyle a world of a much makes them numb corey what do you think that five dollars does for me as the tattooer um, it allows you to finish the tattoo probably most of the time and makes it the clients less squirmy. So it makes it easier on you. They're less tense. So it makes it easier on you. Just makes it easier on you, period. Am I squirmy and tense? No, you're doing very good. And I'm very proud of you then because this is the first time I've tattooed you without vagina juice. Which she calls numbing cream vagina juice. Or I use a numbing spray during. I'm spraying you, but I'm talking about the the pre-numbing. The Zensa? An inch thick changes. Now, mind you, the the tattoo she did before me was in my hip ditch on both sides. That is a trickier spot, and it's a little electric up there. <laughs> Let's go back to how I'm proud of you. Vagina juice. <laughs> no you're doing great thanks and you're not complaining about holding your leg this way is it not my too bad my foot's just numb and i've just given up on feeling that's good well Sacri i'm making sacrifices for you too we could scoot that Make little sure stool over to no, under. Tried. Oh, you already tried? Oh, fuck yeah. Too big? All right. Well, I'm just <laughs> like, trying to help you out table, here. She's like... It gets all in my way down here. Gets all in my chair's way. Gotta just wiggle the toes. We're good, bro. We're good. Okay, I'm going to give you a little squirt squirt. You need sure. one? You need a little stand, maybe? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say no. So we're rounding eight o'clock. I was just looking ahead and we have Maddie next week joining us. Nice. Yep. Okay. Yep. You're getting be, a roommate? I believe she's joining yeah. the team. She's joining us. Um, honestly, I don't know if she's coming in or if she's joining us through Zoom. So there's a chance she'll be joining us in person, which will be fun. We'll be out in the, the gay garage. Back outside. Normally, yeah. regularly scheduled programming. Um, but she does some really cool work. Um, very bright colored. Um, Why she was here. Yeah, that was awesome. Spotting. It was yeah. amazing. She did a lot of really cool but stuff while she was here. 
was a pumpkin with fishnet tights on. It yep, was and like she pinup pumpkin. She's hilarious to talk to. She's got a great personality. So I think next week's episode, it, it's hard telling what rabbit holes we're going to go down. It may not be the most serious, but she's a great tattooer, and she's got some beautiful tattoos in her own collection that we're going to talk about. So big fan. Be a good episode. I won't. We'll have Jiminy Peak footage since we couldn't share that this week. Yes. Good job, Kyle. We'll Whoa, he's experimenting trying we're new stuff. Yeah, couple couple tricks at a time. Not even mad. I'm just glad we're trying. So we'll share some footage from last week, yeah. next week, and then we'll have Maddie on. Um, what's her Instagram handle? Shabby Beatnik. Shabby Beatnik. Beatnik's all I could remember. So she said Maddie, but I said matty or something with a and then i was like okay i need to remember mad so then i was started calling her pishty mishty <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious i'm sure that went over well she liked it she's got a great personality <laughs> well you guys have anything else you want to talk about this week should we wrap up while we kind of take this stretch i mean we can wrap it up do you want to keep talking it's your world phone i'm just trying to space honey i mean we're at eight oh five. Two hours is a solid amount to ear to fill people's ear holes with nonsense. People are your ear holes sufficiently filled. Say nothing if you want us to stop. Thanks. All right. Well, that sounds like good to me. Um, thanks. Thanks for hanging out while I got to tea. We'll we'll share uh, the end result. And uh, stay tuned next. Have some week. fun footage, and uh, we'll have Maddie joining us. Fawn, what's your Instagram handle? Uh, Fawn underscore Baker and tattoo underscore collecting underscore 101. Ah, Skies of Fire tattoo. Corey JC Wazzy underscore tats. Tats. Ben. Bye. You gotta give your handle now. Fuck you, people. Find me. All right. <laughs> <laughs>